chance. Here is your turkey carving practice cabbage. Dad, that's a cabbage. Right. You're brilliant. <laughs> you know, I watched you last night and what you did to that chicken. <laughs> you see, a long time ago, before you were born, I prayed that God would give me a son to carry on the family name. And you were born. And I've watched you do things. <laughs> and many times, I've wanted to ask you not to tell anyone who you are. <laughs> and last night was one of those times. <laughs> You're supposed to respect the food, you understand? Slice it in an appetizing manner. Now, let me explain to you how you should slice a turkey properly. You take the blade gently in your hand and you slice ever so gently following the grain, going along the contour of the bed. Dad? Yes? Why are you talking like that? I have no idea. <laughs> Except it just makes me feel more secure when I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> now, try it, my boy. And talk it through. A thaw? Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the special week of podcast here on Roaring Light, your source of news from New Source One Michiana, coupled with great Christian independent artists and fun music for Christmas from Roaring Light Radio and New Source One Michiana's Crazy Christmas Files. My name is Keith, your host, and this week is a special week. It's my last week in the state of Indiana, my last ever week except for visits in the state of Indiana, a place that I have known for 47 years. And so my focus this week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is to enjoy the Christmas music, get you up to speed on our some of our regular things that we normally do, and also to focus on Small Business Saturday coming up two days after Thanksgiving. So get ready. We are in Thanksgiving mode and Small Business Saturday mode and count down to the end of Indiana for Keith all here on your Roaring Light podcast. Get ready for fun, community shop interviews, and great Christmas music. The countdown is on. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we are following our democracy in historic times. The gap between those who are leading and those who are being led is as wide as it's ever been. President Joe Biden turned 80 on Sunday and is now the first octogenarian to serve as commander-in-chief. David Leventhal is editor of Business Insider 
which reports that one in four members of Congress are over age 70. When it comes to climate change and social issues, energy, the environment, technology, of course, too, are truly they getting what they want. And in the opinions of younger Americans, no, there was a lot to be desired from leadership. Outgoing Speaker of the House, 82-year-old Nancy Pelosi, has announced she's stepping aside as Democratic leader in favor of 52-year-old Hakeem Jeffries of New York. But a new Reuters Ipsos poll found that two-thirds of Americans favor age limits for President, Senate, and Congress. Tomorrow, the Department of Justice will ask a court to end an outside review of evidence seized from former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. Trump says he's running in 2024 and claims the Mar-a-Lago search was part of a witch hunt. But Attorney General Merrick Garland says it's in the public's interest to appoint a special counsel to oversee criminal investigations of Trump related to the January 6th attack. The special counsel will also conduct the investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is restating his threat to remove several top House Democrats from committee assignments should the Republican become the next speaker. As being speaker, they don't hand gavels out by size, small, medium and large. They just give you one gavel with the power and the power of subpoena as well. And we're going to use it. McCarthy is targeting Minnesota progressive Congresswoman Ilhan Omar's post on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, accusing her of anti-Semitism, which she denies. He also plans to kick two California Democrats off of the House Intelligence Committee, a move Democrats describe as revenge for investigations of January 6 and Trump's possible ties to Russia. President Biden is again calling for an assault weapons ban after an AR-15 was used in a mass shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs. At least five people were killed and more than two dozen injured in Saturday's attack. Police Chief Adrian Vasquez says it will be investigated as a hate crime. Club Q is a safe haven for our LGBTQ citizens. Every citizen has the right to feel safe and secure in our city, to go about our beautiful city without fear of being harmed or treated poorly. I'm so terribly saddened and heartbroken. Officials are praising brave individuals, they say, subdued the gunman who is in custody. UN climate talks in Egypt have closed on a note of unity, a landmark deal to compensate developing nations for climate harm. But observers are criticizing its lack of binding detail. I'm Mary Sherman for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Detailed forecast today sunny with a high near 40. Southwest wind 10 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Tonight partly cloudy with a low around 21. West wind around 5 miles per hour becoming calm in the evening. Tuesday sunny with a high near 44. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming southwest in the afternoon. Tuesday night mostly clear with a low around 27. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday sunny with a high near 46. Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Wednesday night partly cloudy with a low around 33. Thanksgiving Day a 30% chance of showers after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 49. Thursday night a 40% chance of showers. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 36. Friday a 40% chance of showers. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 43.
wish come true. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar be bringing happy holidays to you.
Lady, oh lady, I 
That's hard rock and coco banjo. Now listen, my children, and you shall hear a story fantastic, a story so queer. It's all about Santa and his helpers three. There's hard rock and coco and Joe. Now Hart's the driver up there by his sleigh. Coco reads maps and he shows him the way. Though old Santa really has no need for Joe, but takes him cause he loves him so. Oh, you lady, you lady, I hate. Dollar and Blitzen away, away. Oh, you lady, you lady, I hope. I'm Hart Rock. I'm Coco. I'm Joe. And Santa is busy with him. I'm Joe. Now go to bed early on this Christmas Eve. I've no way of knowing just what you'll receive. But you'll hear their laughter, that much I do know. Twill be Hard Rock and Coco and Joe. The three little men, only two feet high, singing to Santa way up in the sky. Laughing and shouting as the sleigh bells ring. It's Hard Rock and Coco and Joe. invited to attend the mayor's holiday open house and that will take place on December 14th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Elkhart City Hall. They are asking everyone to join us for hors d'oeuvres as well as bring a non-perishable or monetary donation for church community service. Hope you get a chance to celebrate and get to know the mayor a bit more, as well as supporting a local agency. Take care. Looking for ways to give back this holiday season? Here's something that you can do as yourself or as a family. You can join WNDU as they have their annual Toys for Tots drive. And this will take place on Saturday, December 3rd from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. The following locations will be serving as toys donation centers in South Bend. It will be at the WD Studios, Elkhart, 
RP Home and Harvest, 3501 South Main Street. Warsaw will be at the Martins at Husky Trail, and also Stevensville, Michigan will be at Martins at Cleveland Avenue. Take care. Looking for another fun event to do during this holiday season? You can head over to Crossroads between County Road 17 and County Road 18 in Goshen, Indiana. And that will take place on December 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. And they will be having a burr bash. You can get free pictures with Santa, see a free petting zoo with real camel, free hot chocolate and cookies, a live Christmas concert, there will be food trucks available, and they will have a drive-in movie starting at 6.30 p.m. Hope you get a chance to enjoy some of the fun and exciting events happening in or around your local area. Take care. Calling all basketball players. If you're looking for something fun to do, you can head over to the hoop shoot happening on Saturday, December 10th. Registration will begin at 9.30 a.m. with the basketball shooting beginning at 10 a.m. And this will be located at the South Bend Croc Center on the corner of Western and Chapin. And it is free to all boys and girls for ages 8 to 13 as of April 1st, 2023. Take care. Looking for another fun event to do during the month of November? Here is something just for you. You can head over to the Howard Park Holiday Market at the Winter Open. And this will take place on Friday, November 25th lasting to November 26th at the Holiday Park Event Center. Take care. Hope you get a chance to enjoy some of these fun events in or around your local area. Looking for ways to give back to the community? Here is something just for you. You can help out Lifeline Youth Ministries here in Elkhart and they will be having a Lifeline Christmas store. This is a Christmas store for parents and caregivers to buy gifts at 20 cents on a dollar. For example, a $20 basketball would be $4. This gives individual, individual pride in their ability to buy something for their children rather than receiving a gift from someone they do not know. And this is how it's done. Invitations will be given to our most needy Lifeline families and setting up time slots to keep numbers manageable. We also will be asking for names from social workers in the elementary schools we are partnering with. If enough funds are raised, we will reach out, out to other nonprofits for additional families. This store will take place on Saturday, December 10th at Lifeline. There will be an extra station. An extra wrapping station will be provided. So the gifts are already wrapped for the children. Cider and donuts will be available. They are needing to raise, uh, for every $150 raised, they will be able to provide gifts for a family with three children. You can head over to Youth Lifeline Youth Ministries on their Facebook page 
to get more information about ways to donate. You can also head over to www.elkhartlifeline.com where you can click on their donate tab. You can also use the PayPal QR code Note Christmas, which is located on their Facebook page. You can also send a check over to Life Line Youth Ministries, P.O. Box 73 of India 46515. Take care and hope you get a chance to help out a less fortunate family this year. Greetings. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. Thanksgiving is fast approaching. It's time to be thankful. And who better to turn to for reasons to be thankful than to our Lord Jesus? This week we'll consider reasons for thankfulness in the earthly life of Jesus. And we find one in Luke 10, where some joyful disciples return to Jesus reporting that they have authority over demons. And Jesus says, rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And it's at this very moment Jesus turns to his father and gives thanks in Luke 10, 21 and 22. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. What a remarkable scene we're privileged to glimpse into here as we listen in on this prayer of thanks from the Eternal Son to the Eternal Father. And what is the Son thanking His Father for? That mystery has been revealed to little children. Little children are being privileged in ways the great minds and thinkers of the world are not. And what is the mystery? Well, friends, Pastor Joel may not be able to help you here. What do you mean, Joel? Jesus ended this prayer, friend, by saying no one can know unless the Son reveals. So I'll ask you, friend, do you have eyes to see the mystery? Perhaps you're asking, well, Joel, how would I know? Well, there's a pretty simple test. I've talked to folks about how Jesus came into the world to save us from sin and shame. And sometimes in love, I will begin to gently press them to turn and believe the gospel. And I can't tell you the number of times I've had folks say to me, Pastor Joel, I'm good. I talk to God. Pastor Joel, I pray to God all the time. And sorrow fills my heart because this indicates their eyes have not been opened to the mystery. What do you mean, Joel? My friend, it is all the difference in the world if you address God as God or if you address Him as Father, your Heavenly Father. Do you speak to God generically or do you call out to Him familiarly as your Father? It is an indicator as to whether you have received the benediction of our Lord Jesus in verse 23 where Jesus turns and says, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Jesus says to these disciples that they have seen what all those saints throughout Old Testament history only dreamed of. 
These disciples' eyes have been opened not merely to see the Son in the flesh come to save them. Jesus is saying that he has revealed them to them, his Father, and not just them. You see, this gospel was written to the one who loves God, to give certainty about all that Jesus had taught. Christians now living in the light of Jesus' death and resurrection can be thankful with their Lord Jesus to know the mystery that Old Testament saints never knew. My friend, that God is our Father. Are you thankful for that, my friend? J.I. Packer writes, If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes the thought of being God's child and having God as his Father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls his worship and prayers and his whole outlook on life, it means that he does not understand Christianity very well at all. For everything that Christ taught, everything that makes the New Testament new and better than the old, everything that is distinctively Christian as opposed to merely Jewish, is summed up in the knowledge of the fatherhood of God. Father is the Christian name for God. If you understand this, friend, be thankful that you're not numbered among the smarty pants and wise guys of our day. Rejoice that you are a little child and you will be forever because your name has been enrolled in heaven by our Father. Now, if you're thinking, Joel, I don't know God as my Father. What should I do? It's very simple, my friend. The Father actually spoke earlier to a dear soul still blind to the greater spiritual reality. The Father spoke from a cloud and said, This is my Son, whom I have chosen. Listen to Him. If you want to know the Father, you'll have to listen to the Son He sent. Many long to hear what you hear. Will you listen and obey Jesus? If you do, you'll not only get Jesus as your Lord and brother, but you'll get God as your Father. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. Candace Cameron Bure is the target of gay activists after her comments on traditional marriage and her new cable channel. This is Truth Itself. Former Hallmark movie and Full House star Candace Cameron Bure is taking heat for implying that her new cable channel, Great American Family, is unlikely to feature same-sex couples. Beret is known for being vocal about her Christian faith, and her comments have provoked criticism from fellow celebrities, including Jojo Siwa, with whom Beret recently resolved a public conflict. Siwa wrote in an Instagram post, Honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. After spending 10 years with Hallmark, Beret announced in April of this year that she was leaving the Hallmark Channel to join Great American Family, a channel launched in 2021 by Bill Abbott. Abbott is the former president and CEO of Crown Media, Hallmark's parent company. In a November 14th article in the Wall Street Journal, Beret said she was drawn to Great American Family to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them. She also said Hallmark is a completely different network than when she started because of a change in leadership. Hallmark will release its first movie featuring an LGBTQ love story, The Holiday Sitter, on December 11th. When the Wall Street Journal asked Beret if Great American Family will move in a similar direction, she said, I think the Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. 
Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. Being called to train 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training, we are grateful we are over two-thirds of the way toward that goal. Join us at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, November the 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Communities across Colorado continue to mourn the deaths of at least five people after a 22-year-old gunman allegedly opened fire inside an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs on Saturday. District Attorney Michael Allen told reporters he has a strong interest in prosecuting the case, including as a possible hate crime, because it's important for the community to see that the perpetrator is held accountable. The current bias-motivated crime statute in the state of Colorado provides some elevation, but will not elevate beyond what will likely be charges in this case, which will likely include first-degree murder, extreme indifference murder, those types of charges, which are all class one felony murder charges. Allen says everyone charged with crimes is presumed to be innocent until proved guilty. In a statement, Colorado Governor Jared Polis said, my heart breaks for the family and friends of those lost, injured, and traumatized in this horrific shooting. He also told Colorado Springs Mayor John Southers that he would make every state resource available to local law enforcement. I'm Eric Galatis. According to data collected by the Human Rights Campaign, before Saturday's shooting, at least 32 transgender and gender nonconforming people have been killed in 2022, although the actual numbers are likely much higher due to underreporting. This Thanksgiving, you could fight climate change just by composting the food scraps from your family gathering. A study done by Cal Recycle, a state agency, found that one-third of the material in our landfills is compostable. Now, a new law requires all municipalities to divert 75% of their compostable waste. So, cities are implementing curbside composting programs and distributing kitchen compost pails. Robert Reed is a spokesperson for Recology, the company that pioneered food scrap collection for composting in San Francisco back in 1996. Cities up and down the state are letting people put their food scraps in those green bins along with sticks and leaves so we can keep these materials out of landfills and instead turn them into nutrient-rich compost that goes on to local farms. I'm Suzanne Potter. Credit for the story goes to Hannah Wallace for the site Reasons to be Cheerful, Solutions Journalism Network, and California News Service. Now from CNN, former U.S. President Trump's Twitter account has been reinstated on the platform. The account which Twitter banned following the January 6th attack on the Capitol, restored after Twitter CEO and new owner Elon Musk posted a poll on Twitter Friday night asking the platform's users if Trump should be reinstated. CNN reports that Musk says the final poll results on Saturday night showed 51.8% in favor and 48.2% opposed. This is PNS. While community activists in some of Boston's Southside neighborhoods have declared a state of emergency following a string of fatal shootings, one mother is working to help the grieving families left behind. 
Chaplain Clementina Sherry is the president and CEO of the Louis D. Brown Peace Institute, named after her 15-year-old son who was fatally shot in Dorchester in 1993. Sherry says a long-term and sustainable public health approach is needed to end the violence. Right now, as a culture, we're still investing in the aftermath. We're still investing in prison, police, and prosecution. It's estimated that for every one homicide victim, at least 10 surviving family members are affected by the trauma. So far this year, 37 people have been killed by homicide in Boston alone. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Environmental groups are calling efforts over the past half century to restore the wild turkey population from the brink of extinction, one of America's greatest wildlife success stories. Conservationists are now calling on Congress to pass pending legislation that would help states, territories, and tribes duplicate those efforts to save hundreds of threatened species. The bipartisan Recovering America's Wildlife Act would allocate $1.4 billion annually to protect fish, wildlife, and plants for future generations. John Cantor, a senior biologist with the National Wildlife Federation, says it's a matter of scaling up current efforts to protect more species. What we're doing here is using this tremendous conservation success story as a springboard to talk about the next generation of conservation success stories. By 1910, there were no more wild turkeys in Illinois because of overhunting and loss of habitat. But starting in 1950, an Illinois Department of Natural Resources program to reintroduce the birds succeeded in restoring the population to every county in the state. Mark Richardson reporting. Finally, our Alex Gonzalez lets us know that the Bureau of Land Management says it will prioritize habitat connectivity of public lands in Arizona and other states to improve migration routes for wildlife. The BLM administers over 12 million acres of public land in Arizona. The agency has published a document that directs state offices to assess wildlife corridors on BLM lands and take steps to safeguard landscapes and migration routes that are crucial to native species. Director of the Arizona chapter of the Sierra Club, Sandy Barr, says they're happy to see the BLM take the initiative to help mitigate the effects of habitat fragmentation. This drives home the importance of those lands and that there is a role in protecting those for habitat and for this habitat connectivity. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting a week with Public News Service. Member Endless is supported on a great radio station's your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Every day should start like this. But if you're someone that lives with insomnia, your mornings probably start more like this. Sound familiar? It doesn't have to. You don't have to accept insomnia. Talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day and visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more. Join us on our mission because we will not rest until we all rest. Fox Weather. Good morning, I'm meteorologist Jason Fraser, and here's the very latest from America's Weather Center. While the historic snowstorm that blanketed western New York may have ended, but there's still a small chance for seeing just a few flurries today. We should see the sun return for most of the northeast as well as the mid-Atlantic, but it's still going to be rather chilly uh, for those of you in those areas. But by tomorrow, we should start to see temperatures rebound. Meanwhile, it's going to be warming up across the central as well as the northern plains and the midwest starting today and by Wednesday. Wednesday. 
We're expected to see high temperatures that are anywhere from 5 to 15 degrees above where they should be. We'll see some rounds of rain expected for the Sunshine State, mainly for those of you on the east coast of Florida, and that includes also those of you in Miami as well as Orlando. Get the very latest weather updates anytime, anywhere by downloading the Fox Weather app at foxweather.com. Now, the rest of the story. The vessel should never have entered those waters at that time of year, never. But it was a hired ship, and the passengers had insisted, so there they were. Originally, there were to have been two ships, but the first had failed to pass safety inspection, and so all who were booked on the trip had to be crowded into one ship, there were a few days of fair weather. After that, none. Captain Jones had braced himself for the storms. He had sailed through his share. Less prepared were the passengers, most of whom became seasick after the first rolls and tosses. The crew, the crew was mildly sympathetic with one exception. A vigorous, brash young man for whom the spreading of misery became a personal mission. It may have begun as a macho thing, a constant reminding that he was too much of a man for seasickness, but it grew into a sadistic game. The more ill the passengers became, the more cruelly the young seafarer behaved. The men passengers admonished him at least to watch his language around the women and children. Gleefully, he refused, was thereafter increasingly profane. And gradually the voyage evolved into a disaster. There was no heat aboard ship. The dampness and the cold penetrated every crevice. Neither was there artificial light below decks nor ventilation, and any attempt to attain either by opening a hatch was usually met with a rush of frigid seawater. And plumbing? Oh, no. No, there was no plumbing. And thus did the passengers almost suffocate in the stench of their own vomit and waste, and for weeks on end. And yet the least tolerable aspect of that ill-advised voyage was the constant stream of vitriol from that one vindictive seaman, and each day the abuse grew worse. With astonishing vigor, the villain told the passengers that they were all going to die. They were all too weak to take it, he kept saying. It would be his pleasure, he said, to rob their corpses before he buried them at sea. Fish bait, he called them. Day and night, the taunting continued. Half dead and desperate, some of the passengers complained to Captain Jones, but Jones declared that he had his hands full, keeping the ship afloat. And so, the snarling, sneering, mocking laughter of that one belligerent crew member became louder than ever. And that is when those of the passengers with the strength left to pray began to pray. History has long since forgotten the name of that sadistic seafarer. But it does record that his prediction could not have been further from the truth. Every one of the tormented passengers, after 67 horrific days at sea, survived. Every one aboard lived through the incredible voyage. Every one but one. That one haunting, taunting crew member who had tried in vain utterly to demoralize the others. He, it was recalled, fell mysteriously ill in mid-journey and died in lingering agony. None of the crew ever again breathed an unkind word to the passengers. 
And thereafter it was whispered among the latter, among the American Pilgrim Fathers, that surely God himself was along for the ride on the Mayflower. And now you know the rest of the story. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. What to make of the decision by North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un to introduce his young daughter to the public late last week? Having never previously been glimpsed, she was a very visible presence at her father's side during a recent trip to watch a missile being launched. North Korean analysts found the sudden presence of Kim's daughter more interesting than the rocket launch. Simon Seabag Montefiore is an historian who has charted the history of the Kim family. He's confirming and promoting family rule. He's the third um, ruler from this family in direct succession. His grandfather, um, Kim Il-sung, came to power in 1945. By introducing the fourth generation, he's saying, you know, the family has, um, has con- is offering continuity. And this mm. daughter, who maybe there's never been a female ruler, but his sister, um, Kim Yo-jong, is also very important now. So it may be that he's introducing the idea of a new thing, a female succession. Very little is known about Kim's daughter, but the basketball star Dennis Rodman said back in 2013 that he had met her during one of several visits he made to Pyongyang, even holding her as a baby. South Korean intelligence says Kim has two other children with his wife, but all of their details are a closely guarded North Korean secret. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. appliance extravaganza going on right now till Christmas Day. Friend, I wouldn't want to embarrass you for nothing in this world, but come on. Ain't it about time you take that avocado green refrigerator of yours and shove it on out into the snowbank? 
Ain't it about high time you take that harvest gold stove you've been clinging to and drop kick it on out to the curb? Come on now. We got your tapping, we got your roper, we got your Frigidaire, your Westinghouse, all in glorious shades of white and bone, black, bisque, and stainless steel. We got freezers that are just waiting to make you some ice cubes or stoves that's waiting to bake you a peach pie that'll make you the envy of everybody on your block, but they won't last long. No, sir, not at these prices. Not at these extremely low prices. Not at these extremely low extravaganza prices. We're talking 20% off. We're talking free delivery. We're talking free hookup. And by golly, if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get every penny back. Or my name ain't Eddie Lindbergh Limler. Hey, we're Four Star Appliance on the corner of Milton Street and Bradley. It's an extravaganza, and we're waiting to meet you. Come on down and see us, okay? Okay, and a Merry Christmas to you and yours. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, New Church by Michiana. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Hope you get a chance to enjoy this weather. Or maybe you just want to stay inside where it's nice and warm. This is going to be a cold one today. Today's devotional is about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is approaching us next week. What are some things that you are thankful for? During the whole month of October, I've been doing 30 days of blessings. And that's 30 random things that we're thankful for. And it could be something, something really small or something really big. Some of the things that I talked about being thankful for is a Lord and Savior, nature, a brother and family, the kids I work with, having a warm home. Not all of us are fortunate to have a warm home to go to. Food to eat. Some of us don't get the nourishment that we need every day. I was thankful for fluffy marshmallows, which is snow. You know, sometimes people don't like snow, but it's beautiful on the trees. And you can do a lot of stuff. You can make snow angels, snowball fight, maybe a bit of snow fort. So it's water. Being thankful for my neighbors, the teachers, the mentors of their school system, or anybody who just mentors people. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. You can be thankful for something as little as you have a new car. Maybe thankful for any EMTs, whatever you're thankful for. There are so many things that we are thankful for that a lot of people think it's funny. Ridiculous. Maybe you're thankful for leaves, just nature. You can be thankful for just about anything, no matter how big or how small. Thanksgiving is a day where we should be thankful for what we have, who we're celebrating with. Some of us will volunteer at a local shelter that will be having Thanksgiving meals. 
some of us may take me to shut-ins or EMTs and police officers. Those are people who don't maybe don't get to celebrate Thanksgiving with their friends and family because they're on call. You could also maybe you're having Friendsgiving with church family. Maybe you're going to a friend's house or anything. Anyways, any ways that you celebrate Thanksgiving is unique. That is a way that we can show God's love to others around us. By gathering together, giving thanks. It could be a simple Thanksgiving dinner that you're making. Maybe you don't cook at all. But that's okay too. As we approach Thanksgiving, think of ways that you can give back to your community. Ways that you can help a family in need. There are some Thanksgiving turkey giveaways in our area. There are organizations that are having Thanksgiving dinner. Is it maybe the only warm meal that people get? It takes a lot to get here for Thanksgiving. Some people prepare for Thanksgiving the week of, two weeks before. They get everything prepared. Some people just chill and do the easy way. Or Thanksgiving dinner. Or they go to a restaurant. Either way that you celebrate Thanksgiving. Remember what Thanksgiving is all about. Being thankful for what you have. Be thankful that you have everything that you have. You have more than most people have. Some of us have electronics at home that others don't have. Some of us don't have furniture, but some of us do. You can be thankful for furniture. You can be thankful for anything, really. Everything in house you can be thankful for. Shoes, clothes, paper to write on. Paper something to be thankful for. You may not see it that way, but to those of you who are struggling this Thanksgiving, I hope you get a chance to be thankful for what you have. If you have a loved one who would not be joining you for Thanksgiving, I pray that you will keep their spirit alive. Maybe it's setting an empty seat for them with some of their favorite things. Maybe it's doing memories of them. Sometimes Thanksgiving is difficult for some as they lost a loved one. If you are struggling with Thanksgiving just because you're by yourself, that's hard to do. I know that some of our regular Thanksgiving cartoons are not on this year, but you have to subscribe. Maybe you should chill back your family and be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for everything you have. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, be with the listeners both here, near, and far, wherever they're listening in on, chiming in on. Be with them and give them a sense that they are somebody. Help them know. That Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for what we got, no matter how we celebrate it. Be the ones who are traveling this Thanksgiving. Be the ones who will be volunteering or being with the locals. There's a lot of things that we can do in our own our own town, wherever they're chiming in on for Thanksgiving. Be the ones who are preparing Thanksgiving dinner today or this week. We pray that everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving. In these names we pray. Amen.